Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick, live from the VR shop here in Las Vegas, and welcome to today's detailed car collection episode. Boy, do I have a tumultuous auto auction story for you. So about a week ago, last weekend to be exact, uh, last Saturday, I entered into an auction that had about a day left. So the purpose of me sharing this today is to talk about auto auctions, the way that people think the market is driven in the way the market is really driven in a lot of cases. So what you're going to hear today is an exact reason why I tell people that you have no idea what's driving the market unless you really, really pay attention. So one of the things for me that, that I find pretty funny is all of the online auctions now have comment sections. So when I tell this story, I want you to realize that I'm looking at a car that I know the value of. I'm watching bids. I'm watching people act inappropriately when they bid. Plus I'm reading a comment section and I'm going to bring it all together in a story here for you today. So I'm on the hunt for a car personally and a car that I think is undervalued is an E90 M3 sedan with a six speed manual transmission. And the reason that I think it's undervalued is because so many people have been buying the E92 M3 coupes with manual transmission. And everybody always assumes that the coupe is the better sports car. But the funny thing is, the sedan actually has the same engine. And it has a better balance to it, in my opinion, when driving it. And it, you can aggressively drive corners a little bit better in the sedan, just because of the weight distribution around the car. So I look at it this is undervalued because you're regularly seeing people. I mean, let's make no mistake about it. We watched somebody pay six figures, $125,000 plus on the private market for an E92 M3. I think it had eight or 900 miles on it. Uh, goodbye. Who cares? That market, again, will explain some behind the scenes things that go on that drive a market, but it isn't what everybody thinks. So as of last Saturday, I'm the winning bid at $35,000 in this car, okay? So for everybody that's just listening to me for the first time about auto auctions, this is my whole life. You know, when I say I do it seven days a week, it's seven days a week. I do it when I wake up. I do it at night. I do it before I go to bed. I'm buying cars for clients. I'm, I'm, I'm assessing cars for clients. I'm buying cars. And in my life, before the pandemic hit and cars got out of control, I used to buy anywhere between six and I've had years where I bought 15 cars to flip them through my business. So this is what I've done for the last 15 plus years of my life. I used to flip cars when I didn't even have VR yet. So it's just something that I've always done. And, and again, when I grew up in this business, you were kind of taught to, hey, there's a Chevy Tahoe over there. If you could clean up the interior, clean up the exterior, you can, you can make 1500 bucks on, on the car and you would do it. And I was just kind of raised in the business that way. 
So again, is it, is it as prevalent today? A lot of old timers that are still around still do it, but I've always done it. And the pandemic just kind of threw the market out of whack. And I sat it out because I wasn't going to overpay for a car. Now I know what the price is to not overpay for this E90 M3 sedan. And so the one thing about this auction is I I'm seeing a moment in time where we're going to watch people panic about the economy and interest rates and all that other stuff. And we're going to watch some cars really price down very quickly. Okay. So I'm trying to catch a curve here that I think is coming. I've already informed a bunch of my clients about cars they're looking for. We have a ton of money ready to deploy for, for my clientele right now, because I feel like we're going to see this thing kind of collapse on itself very quickly. And that's where the opportunity is going to be. And it's not going to be every car at the same time or whatever. So you got to pay attention to what people want. So I'm watching the auction. Nobody bids on the car for 30 plus hours. Okay. Towards the end of the auction. And I'm like, I tell Jess, I'm like, Hey, we're in a situation. I want to let you know, she doesn't care. I just kind of, I really just kind of talk out loud to be honest with you. Cause she doesn't give a rip. And I'm like, Hey, you know, the thing that I want to tell you is I think this car is worth between 35 and 40, 40 would still be a decent price. 35 is a steal for me. I, you know, I want to get this car and, and it looks like, Hey, we have a lot of people watching the auction, but there's nobody even putting a $250 bid or a $500 bid. Like this is sat pretty idle. So we might see somebody coming at the end, but you know, if they do that, they're a real jerk because at the end of the day, the way the new online auction rules are, and it didn't always used to be this way with eBay Motors and those types of things, is you can't snipe the bid, which means you can't come in the last five seconds and steal the car. What happens is they reset the clock to two minutes. So there's no reason to, to, to be a jerk and come in with five seconds left to go uh, in the auction and do that kind of thing. But here we go. Sunday's here. There's two seconds left to go in the auction. The auction is still at $35,000. So it's a 2008, just so I can give it to stats, 2008 six-speed uh, sedan, E90 M3 BMW, okay? This car only has uh, 35,000 miles on it. So it's incredibly low mileage. I know I have no downside between 35 and 40, meaning even if I don't get the appreciation in the vehicle while I drive it around, I'm not going to, this, this vehicle is not going to go for $20,000, it, it, it's just too low of a dollar amount, right? So you see wild swings on cars that just aren't that good. E90 M3s are good cars. People want to drive them around. They're fun. Is it a special car? No, it's not special. Uh, it's not elite, but it's a good car. It's, it's a car that's just going to, again, I think new, this car stickered for $64,000. So we're basically at a $40,000 car, you know, 14 years later. That, that's an incredible thought on a modern vehicle. So, and especially one that's not priced insane. So I just want to have a good time with it. I don't know if I'm going to keep it. I want to do some detailing work to it. I want to maybe put some paint protection film on it. I want to do some things with the car. And I just need something to add to my cars at home because we need to get rid of one uh, that, that I absolutely hate. And so we were on the hunt. So the auction's coming to a close. And of course, like clockwork, two knuckleheads put bids in, like for 250 bucks each or something. The one guy does it one time, he, he's eliminated. 
but we have this other guy jumping in. And so I start up in the bid $500 and all of a sudden I can see how fast he's rebidding. And I'm like, Oh, this is a, this is an irrational guy who was irrational the whole time. I got to take that. In. So when I take that into account that I got this irrational bidder, first of all, you waited till there was one second in the auction, which you don't have to do. And it doesn't benefit you to do in today's world of how they're run. And number two, he's rebidding too quickly. So Immediately, it gets bid all the way up to 40 grand. And I say to Jess, I'm like, hey, we're done with the car. Then the guy starts making comments in the auction and starts, and then he raises the bid up and he's being kind of obnoxious in the auction. So I look over and I go, you know, I'm going to be a little bit petty here and I'm going to make this guy pay a premium for this car. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, yeah, I'm going to run the price of it up. I said, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He wants to be a jerk. I'm going to cost him some money. And so the bid basically ended at $46,000. It was just him and I, okay? I drove the price up an extra 6,000. And quite frankly, I drove the price up from 35,000 all the way to 46,000. I want you to think about this. The bid stops at $46,000. It's a 35 to $40,000 car. So he's already $6,000 over. You got the buyer's premium to pay, which is another 2,500 bucks. You have that to pay. You have to ship the car to yourself, which he's, he's out on the West coast. It's another 2,500 bucks. And so we are already at $51,000. Okay. He hasn't even gotten the car yet. These are just fees that have to be paid. And when he goes to register it, I believe in his state, he's going to have to pay sales tax on it because a lot of states require you to pay sales tax on your car purchase. Let's just say that he only has to pay a thousand bucks to his DMV to register the car. He's at a 52 plus thousand dollar deal for a $35,000 car. Now I want you to think about this of what so many people believe happened in this auction. So now the comments start. This set the new market. This is going to be a six-figure car in a year and two years and five years. And you see all that silliness around this auction. The only people that know I drove up the market are the person that was sitting in my house and my audience right now and Marshall because I told him this story on Monday. People believe the market was driven up because two guys wanted the car. No, the market was driven up because that guy acted inappropriately in the auction and I drove the price up an extra 10 grand on it. Had nothing to do with the car at that point. But everybody that's a BMW bro is like, man, this is a great car, going to be six figures. It's going to be $100,000 in a few years. What a great buy. It's not a great buy. It's not a great buy. And when you read comments like that, which I don't even do the comment thing in the, in the comment section, that's not my thing. What, what you find out is you have this situation where everybody thinks they know what's going on in the market, yet they don't have a single clue what was going on. I was never going to purchase that car because I knew I could have driven that price all the way up to $50,000 instead of $46,000. This guy was going to do whatever. It irritates me with what's going on, BMWs, Porsches, you're now seeing it in Ferraris, you're seeing it in certain Lamborghinis, where all these people just assume the market's going to go up forever. 
and they're just car bros. Oh, well, BM, this BMW, one of the greats of all time, blah, blah, blah. Guys, I just wanted to drive the car and enjoy the car. I was buying the car because I thought I could find a deal at a price that was fair to the, to the seller and to me. Okay. I was rational about what this car was worth. And it's okay if you're irrational because you're buying the car because you love the car. But the issue becomes when people get in the chat and get in the room and they go, yeah, I love the car, but it's going to be worth six figures. I mean, it's going to be worth six figures. How do you know that? Explain to me how you know that. How does anybody know that? I don't know it. You don't know it. Nobody listening to this knows it. You think anybody knew that the Porsche market, the, the air-cooled Porsche market was going to, you know, go up tenfold? I mean, Jerry Seinfeld has enough money. Him and Spike Ferriston alone have enough money they could have bought every Porsche on the planet if they knew it was going to go up 10x. They didn't have a clue. Right? They love Porsche. They, they'd have bought all of them on the, in the world if they knew they could 10x their money. <clears throat> People don't have any idea what they're talking about. And there's no way to know which market's going to take off. So let me give you an example of this. The Honda Civic market took off because of a random online auction from a YouTube guy who overpaid, quote unquote, for a Honda Civic. Okay. An early 2000s Honda Civic, I believe. Paid 50 some thousand dollars. Everybody went crazy. Oh, this is a new market for these. These are special vehicles. They never knew the backstory of this guy. Okay. This guy was going to use it on his YouTube channel. It was going to be a business write-off, and then he was going to do a giveaway. He didn't care what he paid because he wasn't in the market of auctions. He was in the market of content on YouTube and then paying, you know, making merchandise around a giveaway and selling people product around the giveaway. And the, the, the car's going to pay for itself tenfold. It doesn't, he doesn't care about the car or what he paid because He's doing something else with the car. But here's what happened. You watch all these boneheads, then go search out Honda Civics, completely overpay for them. They're a trash vehicle. They're absolute trash. You, you would drive it now, and, and a Kia Soul is a better drive than those early Civics. It's not a special car. doesn't matter what you want to tell yourself. Yeah, they were, they, they were cars I wanted to have when I was 16 because they were cool then. But, I mean, I outgrew that. And so everybody watched the market around Honda Civics and they go, oh, you know, this one went for 50 plus thousand dollars. That guy had a motive behind that car. He's got a YouTube channel. He can do all kinds of content around the car. He can then do a giveaway. The market wasn't set. It was something if you didn't pay attention, you got burned by. So I had a customer of mine say to me, what do you think about the Honda Civic market? I already knew what was behind it. I said, hey, man, don't, don't get into that. You don't care about the car. The car's going to crash like a rock. And that's what happened. All these people that bought these low-mileage Civics that didn't understand what happened in the game, guess what they learned? They lost their money immediately. Nobody wants to buy those hunks of junk. But you let a guy on YouTube set the market 
for 12 idiots to then buy a car and completely throw the market out of whack. So why am I bringing this up about mine? Here's the reason. Everybody in that chat said the market was set. Now here's the caveat. The very next day, the next morning by noon, there was another E90 M3 six-speed manual transmission sedan that was going to have the auction ending. And now everybody's a buzz. Can't wait to see what's going to happen with this one. So to put a bow on my auction, I looked at Jess and I said, something was fishy about that auction. I told Marty this on Monday. I said, man, it, it bothers me because there's something wrong with that auction. I said, if, I wish I knew what happened with my auction because it doesn't make sense. So we'll come back to that. So then the guy that's selling this other E90 M3 the next day that's finishing, he's emailing me. And I got all these people emailing me. Hey, you need to get this next one. Don't miss out. Blah, blah, blah. I write him an email back and I go, hey, man, good luck to you. I'm out at this price. No big deal. So I looked at Jess. I said, you know, basically virtually the same car, same mileage, three years newer. It was actually an 11. I said, it's going to be a 50 plus thousand dollar car. I said, that is nuts. A $35,000 car. We're going to see it cross 50,000 the next day. She thought I was nuts. She's like, oh, you think you know everything. You know how it is. I said, I'm telling you, you're going to watch a bunch of idiots go in because they think there's a new market on these. What do we see the next day? That's exactly what happened. And so this shows you how finicky the market is. Because I wanted to teach a guy a lesson in the auction, the market was reset for a seller to make an extra 20 grand on the sales. That essentially became a $60,000 all-in E90 M3 six-speed transmission sedan. A $35,000 car goes up to $60,000 all-in because of an auction the day earlier where I just wanted to teach a jerk a lesson. Happens all the time. Happens all the time now. Because you got so many people in this, in this market. And it's going, when the recession really starts to crumple people's dollars, this is going to go away. So make no mistake, this is all going to fall away. But this last two and a half, three years has been unbelievable. And everybody telling me they understand the market, when I've been doing this market for 24 years now, from the very beginning, this was my love of cars and detailing. This was my connection. I, I'm telling you, I'm like a degenerate gambler, dude. I mean, this is what I do. I look at sites. I look at auctions. I, you know, I still get emails all day long. I mean, I look at police auctions. I look at Odessa and Mannheim. It doesn't matter. It's what I want to do. And I feel like that information is the reason that I've gotten to such big collection management positions. Because again, you hear detailer takes care of a car collection. We've heard that recently, and, and it's, it's something popular people want to say. Do you schedule services? Do you handle shipping? Do you handle, do you handle everything? Do you handle paperwork? Do you handle documentation? Do you handle the buying and selling? Do you have power of attorney? I, I think when you start digging in, there's not that many people doing collection management. There isn't a lot of people doing collection management. We do. And that's because I'm obsessed with it. So. Here we are, the next auction. The price is 60 grand now. Look at how finicky everything is. A YouTuber buys a Civic for 50 grand. A bunch of idiots think it's worth 50 grand. It drives the market. And nobody knew the story behind that. Nobody knew the story behind mine. One of the things, the reasons I'm bringing this up is because 
I believe information is power. And I believe a lot of you guys want to understand this market, but there's so much math involved. There's so much time involved and effort involved. You've got to commit to it. But you can't take a $35,000 car and pay 60 grand for it. You can, if you have the money and you're like, hey man, it's just a car that I want to drive. I love it. I want it. All good. I, I love the guy that does that. But all too often now, you go into the comment section and people want to become the expert. They've done no time. They maybe have owned one BMW or one Porsche or one Ferrari, and they want to tell you what the marketplace is. So let's go back and finish this conversation with the words I said that the, the auction I was involved in was fishy. I want people to understand something. When you do something for a long time, could be detailing, could be car auctions, you start to pick up on things very rapidly. You start to know when things are out of whack. You start to know when things are good. You start to know all of these different things very simply. It's, it just becomes second nature. As many of you know, detailing cars is second nature to a lot of you. But car auctions are second nature to me. So I knew something was off. So yesterday, I'm recording this on Friday, Thursday afternoon on the West Coast, I had, get a phone call and the auction house is reaching out to me and they go, we have a problem with that sale. Are you interested in the car? I said, yeah, I'm interested in the car. Absolutely. Pass my information to the seller. They go, well, we know you're watching a couple other cars on our site. How serious? I said, get the other, get the seller, give them my sell. Tell them, look, I got two auctions closing because I need a car. I said, I got two auctions closing. I'm keeping an eye on uh, a BMW X6M, and I was keeping an eye on a BMW M Sport Wagon. Uh, just something I want to try is I wanted to stay in a BMW family for now. So I go, I, those auctions are ending. I need you guys to give me his number. And, and these auctions were actually happening on a different site as well. Uh, one was on theirs. One was on another one. So I said, he's got to call me. Five seconds later, the guy calls me, says, hey, man, I've been through a hell week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, bad seller or bad buyer? He goes, how'd you know? I said, I, you are not going to believe me. I said, I wouldn't believe me if I said this, but I knew there was something wrong with that auction. What happened? He goes, well, what actually happened was it was a younger kid, and he supposedly had daddy's money, and he was trying to set up financing, which you can't set up for these types of vehicles very easily, but he swore, swore, swore he could get it done. He goes, and it all fell through. He goes, so your last bid, you know, was 45 and some change, because remember, I was driving the price up. You know, if you want to honor that, I said, let me stop you there. I said, I was being a jerk because I knew something was wrong with that auction. The auction house should have stepped in. You should have stepped in and seen it. I'm not going to pay you that. I said, I believe the car's worth $35,000. If you want to take $35,000 for it, we, we can talk. So he goes, well, I'd like to get some more of that. Let's go back through the bidding. We did. I said, hey, look, man, I'll give you $38,000. You get the car shipped to me. You handle all that. You get it done. I'll pay you $38,000. And so... As of about three hours ago before recording this, the deal has been finalized. The car is going to get picked up today, and it's headed out to Vegas. It's in uh, Florida. It's going to be trucked out here to Vegas. But I share this story because I buy a lot of cars, and you guys seem to like these auction stories. Um, so I want to share them as much as I can, and especially one like this.
but I want everybody that follows me to kind of get a reality check. You have, you have to know the ins and outs of what's driving a market. If you're going to give good advice, don't be the guy at the cocktail party that thinks they know what's happening. Okay. If you don't know what's happening, just say, Hey man, love cars. Yeah. I guy bought this car. I really love it. You don't have to tell people you got a good deal. Nobody cares. But these people in the comment section are so cancerous to the auction market. It's great for the auction house and it's great for sellers, but it's not great for the market because now the market's being driven by irrational behavior for 36 straight months. And what it's done is thrown everything out of whack. So this is an unbelievable story. I have this car coming to me. I'm going to have a hell of a lot of fun. We're going to share it uh, on all of our channels, HyperClean Store on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on TikTok. And you know what? It, it, it's a happy day, right? It's a happy day when you win an auction. It's a happy day when you know you read the market properly. And remember, if I would have bought the car at $35,000, and had to pay the buyer's premium to the auction house and had to get it shipped myself, I would have paid close to $39,000. So I paid 38 all in. The car's on the way. We get to have some fun with it. It's not going to lose a bunch of value, more than likely, but it may not go up in value. We may sell it right for 40 what we bought it. We may sell it for 42, uh, you know, 38, excuse me, and we may sell it for 40, 42. Uh, it doesn't matter right? I, I want to enjoy the car. I'm buying it to enjoy the car. And I bought it at a price that I know I'm not, I don't have a bunch of downside. So it's one of those things I want everybody to hear. I don't go in thinking I bought this car and I'm going to make 50 grand on it. I'm buying the car because I like the car. I'm buying the car at a fair price in the market. And I'm buying a car where I can minimize my downside. But other than minimizing my downside, I can't take a read whether this car is going to be worth 100,000 or more. Nobody can do that. And if they would, people would buy millions of cars up at a time just to make money. That's the economy we live in in the world. So anybody, anytime somebody tells you they know what they're doing and that they know how to make money in the car market, the vast majority of them have never played in the car market. But I will be going on some big buying sprees for customers after this. I think we're starting to see a downswing in the market. You're going to have to time cars at different points. There's going to be times when Ferraris take a hit, Porsches take a hit, BMWs take a hit, Camaros take a hit. doesn't matter. You got to be pay attention to those marketplaces if you want to get the deal you need to get. And so I'm actually looking forward to the next 12 to 14 months in the, in the car business because I think we're going to see some big swings and there's going to be some real opportunity. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Hey, if I bored you, I apologize, but I know a lot of you asked for this auction content. And at the end of the day, man, I can't thank you all enough for the support. Go visit us at hypercleanstore.com. Thank you for everything. Everybody have a great weekend.